love. Welcome back to the Liberated Latina podcast. This episode is going to be pretty vulnerable, so I hope you're in it with me. I'm a little nervous about sharing it, but I recently found my end-of-year reflections on my computer from 2017, 2018, and 2019. I had set it up and I never finished it, but I wanted to share with you my 2018 year-end reflection and read straight out of it because I want to show very vulnerably how this vision that didn't come into fruition until two years after has been in my mind for so many years and I was quote-unquote stuck in what I thought was not moving forward towards that but now I realize that it was all part of the process and it takes so much patience in working through and getting to the point where you want to be because it's always working even when you don't see it or feel it you are moving in that direction if you are constantly coming back to that vision and constantly reflecting and seeing ways in which you can make small steps every single day so i want to share with you my 2018 reflection and at the end i'm going to share three lessons that i want to share to that girl in 2018 but i also want to share with you The top three lessons that I learned in starting a business in 2020, leaving my job in the craziest year possible, but ultimately persevering and not only persevering, but I would say thrive. I'm really excited for you to be in this with me. I hope that this connects to you in some way and let's just play the intro and hop right in. Welcome to the Liberated Latina podcast where we talk all things mindset, personal growth, spirituality, and business to live our most fulfilled and liberated lifestyles. I'm your host, Daisy Lopez, a former burnt-out financial services consultant turned mindset and business coach. I believe that we have a greater calling in life than just clocking in and out of a job and living for the weekends. So if you're ready, grab your cafecito because your liberation starts right now. Let's visit 2018 Daisy, shall we? (laughs) I'm a little nervous, but it's okay. So what I usually would do is use the same journal prompts year after year so that I could kind of see how I was growing throughout the years. So I'm just going to read straight from it. (laughs) The first one was, what went well or right? I think for 2018, I did a much better job of keeping perspective. I really learned a lot about the feeling of misalignment, although I may have really wanted to like the job I am in. I feel that what really went right for me this year was having the courage to invest in something outside of work and in my passion and pursuing that no matter the demands on me. I also feel that I did a great job of knowing when I needed to scale back and refocus on my health and alone time. So what I was talking about there was that was a year that I took a week off of work in June or July and I invested in a health coaching certification. So what I loved about IIN, if you're a health coach out there, if you've heard of it, it's very well known in the health coaching industry. It basically is a year long program where you learn about health, obviously, and that's something that I have always been interested in and inspired by something that has changed my life drastically, but it also teaches you the coaching fundamentals and how you can get started in being a health coach. 
Obviously, I didn't go down the health coaching route. I felt called to do something a little different, but that really helped me in, first of all, learning how to invest in myself and in my education and in my passion. And it also gave me the coaching fundamentals. And I was able to connect with other coaches and we still talk to this day, which is really incredible. Some of us are still in health coaching. Some of us have evolved into different things um, and pivoted our businesses. But it's so amazing that we were able to meet back then. And it was a great opportunity anyway. So I really just wanted to share that with you. At the time, I thought that that's what I wanted to do. And so often we get scared that what if this isn't the right decision? What if this doesn't pan out? What if I don't end up being a health coach? It's okay. Like I still am here because of that first investment. It taught me so many things outside of just health. And honestly, I still integrate it. For my painful clients, we do a bonus blueprint session and we talk about their health and energy plan and how they're going to take care of themselves throughout the package. Like that's such a big part of my holistic approach in how I support my clients like yes they come to me for business but it's so much more than that it's the mind it's the body it's the soul and I definitely integrate things that I learned so just a little side note for you if you're struggling with that it's never the wrong decision you can never make a wrong decision there's only forward movement all right continuing on what didn't work I still think that I have a lot to work through as far as my compensating beliefs that I have to be perfect and the plaguing fear I have of being judged or not seen as successful. I think I have always felt like I needed to be the smartest or most successful person in the room to be valued because my looks or personality alone won't get me there. I need to continue to march forward and force myself to make uncomfortable actions a reality. (laughs) I'm getting emotional. Okay. What I would tell this girl is that it's incredible awareness to have, first of all, and I'm really proud of myself for acknowledging that even two years ago. Secondly, this is so common in that we tend to throw ourselves really deep into something that we feel like compensates for what we feel insecure about. And that takes time to work through, and I'm still working through it. It still came up for me this year, and I guess I got emotional because... I'm just really proud of the evolution that I made, but that I know everybody is capable of making once we are open to realizing why we do the things that we do. All right, next one. What surprised me? My niece. (laughs) I was so excited. My niece had just been born that year. Also, the amount that I can get through on my own, or at least through my own work. I have taken on a lot at work that I never thought I would be able to execute. That's true. You know what? I, I I went through a lot, but I was pretty badass in my old job. I'll, I'll admit it. I did really good work. And even when I was just a staff, I was given a lot of different opportunities that I worked through. So give yourself credit for things that, yeah, maybe you don't enjoy the work that you do, but give yourself credit for being the badass that you are. I also have gone through some emotional breakdowns. <laughs> yes, I did. And have been able to get myself out of them and through whatever hard time I was going through. True that, man. I think I experienced my first panic attack in 2018. I'm pretty sure it was that year. So yeah, I I was under a lot of pressure that I was not used to handling. I was also holding myself to this impossible standard of perfection. And I severely didn't like what I did. So yeah, it did drive me to a lot of emotional breakdowns. But 
I'm glad that I gave myself credit for at least getting out of them. Good job, previous Daisy. <laughs> Alright, what did this year teach me? Oh, this ought to be good. <laughs> this year taught me that you can only know anything for sure after you've dived completely in. Furthermore, it is okay to feel and admit that it is not for you. The important thing is to learn all you can so that you can be more evolved and aware for your next move. Dang, you go 2018. I was pretty wise. I've also learned firsthand that happiness is all our own responsibility. It is up to us to create and design our own lives, happiness, and to go after it wholeheartedly. I also learned that you can't skip through the hard parts because those are the parts that make us do the internal work in order to grow and reach the next level. Moreover, I learned that we can never know anything for sure, and we have to continuously search to hear our inner selves so that we can live according to our gut feeling and in alignment with what we actually want and not what everyone else expects of us. Damn, I don't even think I could say that better right now. <laughs> How would I like to remember 2018? 2018 was a year that I learned that things don't always work out. 2018 was a highest highs and lowest lows type of year. 2018 was a year that I needed to continuously look inward, start sticking up for myself more, and keep perspective as the pressures start to grow as I enter more into adulthood. What am I grateful for this year? I am grateful that all health concerns have been resolved. I am grateful for a beautiful and healthy niece. I am grateful for the opportunity to experience the corporate world at such a high level at such a young age. I am grateful that I am financially independent, have an increased sense of confidence and independence. I am grateful for my health and the opportunity to learn how to help others. For 2019, where do I go next? I need to continue to prioritize steps towards opening a new business. <laughs> I need to abandon the limiting beliefs or at least start shifting into messy action. I need to grow a network, attend business events in the area, and possibly hire a business coach or mentor. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting emotional. I feel like I knew what to do in a way. And I actually remember searching for Latina coaches. Like I literally remember Googling Latina life coach, Latina coaches, Latina mentors, Latina business mentors, and I didn't really find what I wanted. And I guess I'm just having this whole realization that we really do become who we once needed. And it just really inspires me to keep working and to keep growing my network and to keep speaking up for previous me, for all the women that are in that position right now, wanting more, not really knowing how to get it. And like, God bless this 2018 version of me, attend business events grow my network. I need to do this. I need to do that. Like I was already so hard on myself and all these different things that I needed to do. But you know what? I was getting to the point where I was willing to put myself out there. And that's really incredible. It may not have been like exactly what I needed to do. And I may not have actually moved towards that that year because spoiler alert, I didn't. But that's okay. I was starting to open myself up to the possibility of getting help, of getting a coach, of figuring it out. I mentioned messy action, which I know that probably wasn't really easy for me to write. So it was there. I just needed to let the process work. And it did. It did work. All right. What habits, limiting beliefs do I need to work through that held me back in 2018? The main thing is the fear of failure, but more specifically the fear that people won't take me seriously or believe that I am dumb or wasting my time. 
It threatens me because I have worked my entire life to be strictly results-driven. Preach. And that has then required people to be able to see my success and intellect discipline. I need to continuously look inward and continue to set aside that time to meditate and find more strength and worth within as opposed to seeking it from others. It's so strange because I'm reading this and I know it was me previously, but it's like seeing yourself from a third person. This is why I really believe in this practice of always doing a year-end reflection every year and saving it because it's really cool to be able to go back and see what I was processing two years ago. What are actionable items to work past these habits in 2019? Interact more in my community with young entrepreneurs, networks, women entrepreneurs, etc. Continue to dedicate time to my certification. Make small steps towards creating a business. Set aside time to breathe and look internally, no screens or distractions. And in all caps, be happy where I am now, although I want more in the future. (sighs) That was really powerful for me. And I hope that you were able to get something out of that as well. And I guess I really want to wrap all of this up and make this actionable for you by sharing three lessons that 2020 Daisy has learned. The 2020 Daisy that has the business now, has the clients, has the quote-unquote life that I wanted, right? But there are still so many things that I'm working towards and in many ways some of these limiting beliefs that I had in 2018 to get to this point are still playing a part and are still part of my puzzle piece to get to the next level. So I want to share three lessons. Number one, your results reflect what you focus on. This is so important because especially 2020, this has impacted how we see ourselves and how we view what's possible. But my results this year, I know reflect what I focused on. And what I focused on was possibility over lack. If I would have just focused on the pandemic and the scarcity and the fear and just taken that as a sign to stay back, I wouldn't have started the business. Zero percent. I wouldn't have gotten the clients. I wouldn't have been able to step up and do what I've always wanted to do and claim my spot in that. I wouldn't have been able to get the opportunities to collab with other platforms and meet other incredible entrepreneurs who I so look up to and admire. Like that would not have happened. But I focused on the possibility and I invested $20,000 just this year in coaching and mentorship and education as a coach because ultimately I knew that the possibility was there and I knew that I had to be so committed to the clients even before I had them yet. I wanted to be the best coach for them and I knew that that took me stepping up before they even met me yet. And that's all because I was focusing on what I wanted versus what I didn't want. So just keep that in mind. You'll find what you seek. If you look for all the reasons why you shouldn't, you'll get those answers. And you'll get a long list. But look for the ways in which you can. In which you will. And I promise you that list will be twice as long. Number two, you have everything that you need inside of you today 
right now to have what you dream of. Looking back, I really had everything that I needed inside of me. This is where I have to shout out the coaches that I've been able to work with. Amanda Bucci, Juliana Garcia, Gina DeVee. I mean, yes, coaching has done incredible transformational things for me. But really, all they did was hold space for me and mirror back to me the ways in which I already had everything inside of me that needed to be amplified so that I could step into the person that I wanted to be. And they also mirrored to me the things about myself that were holding me back so that I could be aware and work with it to empower myself and then empower my clients. But I didn't have to change who I was. As a matter of fact, it took me owning more of who I was. So don't think that you have to be more or less of something. Don't think that just because you're an introvert, you can't do what you want to do. You can't start your business. Don't think that just because you've always been bad at math, you can't be a business owner. Don't think that you have to be anything else other than what you are right now. Sure, there are ways to grow, but that growth can only happen if you're fully open to accepting all parts of yourself and bringing all parts of yourself along for the journey. Number three is commitment over neediness. When you are committed to something happening, it really takes the pressure off of needing it to happen tomorrow. Think about it. When you're committed to someone for life, right? Your partner or even if you're adopting a puppy or getting a pet, like you are committing to that person or that animal or that situation. And there's no rush to like do everything with that person in one day in one day or do everything with your puppy in one week, right? You're committed. You're in it no matter what. You're going to stay there whether things are great or whether things go wrong. The same commitment has to come through for you and your business or your dream idea or your dream career. When you have that level of commitment, you know that no matter what, you're going to be there for yourself. And that allows you to keep moving forward without this pressure of, yeah, but if this is the wrong decision, then it won't happen tomorrow. So what? If you're in this for life, what does it matter? And that's really what I've had to adopt within myself is like, I know that I'm in this for life. I'm committed to this business and to my clients for life. So whether they come today or whether they come tomorrow, I'm good. Like, I'm in it. I'm here through thick and through thin. And I'm willing to be that courageous person that sticks it out for them. Because they're worth it and I'm worth it and this business and this mission is worth it. Versus coming from this feeling of neediness. Well, I need the clients to come in order to be committed. I need my dog to be perfect in order to be committed to my dog. What? No. You love that puppy or you love that person no matter what. No matter if they buy you flowers that day or not. You know, it's it's not that neediness of needing them to do something for you before you commit to them. That's not how we get the results that we want. Because we're coming from a place of attachment and neediness. And like taking more than giving. And if you, we can't give first, why should we expect to be given to? So really cultivate that sense of commitment and think about what you really want to commit to what's worth it to you and what's not and once you're committed you know that you're in it for life you're in it no matter what and that's going to allow you to make 
much better decisions from a much more empowered place than saying, well, I'm only going to commit to it if the clients come or if I see the money come in. They can't come in if you're not committed. So as this year wraps up, I hope that this inspired you to do your own reflection. Start integrating this practice of taking 30 minutes, an hour to journal on the past year. What went well? What didn't go as planned? What held you back? And how can you transform that to make sure that the next year is not the same thing? To make sure that the next year you're not getting in your own way in the same way? And what are the actions that you can take to guarantee success and results and transformation for yourself in the next year? And save them. Like, I'm so glad that I saved these journal reflections from the past years. And I took a peek at 2017. I even mentioned wanting to grow a business in 2017. I know that this has been in me for so long. And it's totally okay that it took me three years, four years, really a lifetime to get to this point because now I see that it was all part of the process and it's not a process that is meant to be rushed. Reflect, envision, and plan because it's so meant for you next year. So cheers to you. Cheers to all of your success and all of your overcoming in 2020. You made it. You did it, and I'm so freaking proud of you. And cheers to all of your success and all of the magic that you're going to create in 2021. It's already done. You just have to claim it. All right, mujeres, happy new year, and I will catch you in 2021. Hey, amiga, thanks for hanging out with me today. I'd love to feature your review live on the air on the next episode. Yes! All you gotta do is head on over to iTunes, drop a review, and let me know what you are most enjoying about the podcast. También, be sure to subscribe to get first word when a fresh episode drops. Your support means so much to me, and I can't wait to share more with you on the next episode. See you then.